0: If you think you're not afraid of the dark, if you think you have a strong stomach, if you feel nothing can shock you, if you believe you've seen everything, if you say you don't scare easily, what are they? Oh boy. What up, y'all? Mike Rips. Durantulas podcast transmitting from the loft in Brooklyn. As we usually do, you know? Let me fucking close my door. Fucking now I'm locked in. What up, y'all? How you doing? How you been? Hope you're having an amazing week. Week's over at this point. This is the first time I recorded this on a Friday in a while. Been doing Thursdays consistently, and it's been dropping like Thursday nights pretty consistently. Shout out to Keenan. You know what I'm saying? The man who posts it. So, on that note, please subscribe, <clears throat> rate, review, do all that beautiful shit. Go check out Mint Condition Special Edition, available on Spotify, iTunes, all digital platforms. The old ones on there too Metro North Music. Uh, all my shit on YouTube and all that. YouTube slash Mike Rips, YouTube slash Mike Rips. Uh, <clears throat> 203 is the old one. That one's got a bunch of the old music, old videos, all types of dumb shit. I have way more views on those old videos than the new one. Damn, the new one's slacking. So show me some love, y'all. Check it out when you get a chance. Um, and this, there's just like, uh, weird right now. This might be a weird podcast and somber one because literally less than an hour ago, it came out that Mac Miller OD'd and died. RIP. Very sad, 26 years old, is fucking nine years younger than me. And when he first dropped, I was like, yeah, he's like 10 years younger than me, shit. <clears throat> but this is pretty sad. Uh, I mean, it's just, what, what can you say? He had his whole life ahead of him. He was a huge megastar in hip-hop and rap community, especially with the young people. He's young. And he's already been out for, what, what is it, 18? It's like 10 years. He was twenty. No, he didn't drop any. He came out when he was eighteen. He's been out for eight years. Damn, real fucked up. And it's even sad to look at Twitter because everyone's showing love. He seemed definitely like a nice kid. I'm not gonna front and say I was a huge fan of him. I fucked with a good amount of his shit. And one thing I really appreciated about Mac Miller than a lot of the other kids was um, he showed love to the OGs in the game a lot more than anybody else. And of course, we all know about the Lord finesse thing where he rapped to the beat, finesse sued him, and won. Whatever. That was still cool. You know, it was. I was impressed that he was a Lord Finesse beat, to be honest with you. When it first came out, he put Pasta Noose on a record. De La. <clears throat> he had some cool shit. And uh, definitely sad to see him go. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. But, you know, everyone's going to be talking about this all weekend and in the weeks to come. The entire media, because he was a megastar. Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend. <clears throat> and from what I understand, he just put out a new album that was like more singing and I think some people were hating but some people liked it uh, shout out JD he told me he liked it a lot I don't know it's weird if um I hope that didn't affect him at all why are you gonna do who knows what kind of drugs I'm just speculating heroin of course just cause that's what's popular and that's what seems to be doing a lot of this shit But damn, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Let me get back to the Rancheless info and everything like that. So I hope you all checked out the episode last week where I interviewed the misanthropic one. Check out his YouTube channel. He's got a pretty good following, and he's got some very insightful videos, dope reviews. He's real deep into the hip-hop shit. He knew every possible thing I brought up. I was like, shit. And we went for an hour and 20 minutes. We could have kept going for like three hours done fucking Joe Rogan style. But... We just uh, did our thing, talked a lot. Uh, I agree with him politically about a lot of shit, too. And we're talking about all that, you know, and it's a very interesting conversation. I do have some video clips of it that I'm waiting to put up on YouTube. I'm waiting for my cameraman, Gorman, where you at? You know, you heard him on here a few weeks ago. But yeah, that was the beginning of Labor Day weekend last Thursday. It was a good time. It was cool to hang out with this dude. I want to try and do some other projects with him, and as always... That was just another bonus episode. I'm gonna bring y'all. I'm looking to do some new ones <clears throat> with some other cats. If anybody knows anybody that would want to be interviewed or you, anybody wants to make some suggestions, just hit me up. Uh, you know, on here or hit me. Any it's Mike Rips at Mike Rips on all fucking digital social media, whatever, all over the place. But yeah, it was Labor Day weekend. I hope you guys had a good one. That's one of the good things the fucking unions do. We got a fucking day off of, over it. Uh, the end of the summer. The weirdest thing, though, is always, it's so funny, this week is always really tough for some reason. I don't know why, it's like the whole, because the summer I'm just cruising, as far as driving goes, I'm just chilling the whole summer, and there's like no traffic anywhere, then it's like, boom, the day, the day after Labor Day, which a lot of people consider that's the beginning of the year, that's when back to school, NFL is starting, all that kind of shit. So... This Monday wasn't that bad, but then like, oh my, or it wasn't Monday, it was Tuesday of course, but Wednesday and Thursday were both like 11 and a half hour shifts for me, so that's why I didn't record yesterday, I was beat, and today was not a bad one, it was like the regular eight and a half hours, but oh man, sometimes I have shorter ones, if I do two long ones, I have a shorter one, but I don't want to lose any of that overtime either, so it sucked at the time working those two shits back to back, but when I get the check on next Friday, I'm going to be like, well, you know, it's worth it speaking of labor. But yeah, what did we do last weekend? The lovely Brenda and I we went hiking in Long Island, which was quite an awesome place. What the fuck? It was called Cold Spring. The only reason I remember that is because we used to go to Cold Spring, New York to do these auctions with my previous employer. And that's next. That's, you know, I don't know if you call that upstate. It kind of, it's like the Hudson Valley, I guess they call it. But The hiking spot was amazing, Cold Spring Harbor in Long Island. We're definitely going to go back. It was a little, it was good, but it was still so fucking humid out that it's like, we 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 hiked for like an hour. We're like, all right, let's turn back. And by the way, my hiking gear was immaculate. I had like a button-up polo with jeans and desert boots. I was like, this is perfect. Perfect for hiking. This is my hiking gear. So the kid walking up the hill was like, yo, man, with the jeans and everything, beast, brah. Everyone's there with fucking Merrells and cargo pants and shorts. Brenda was in fucking workout gear. I'm like, what, am I, what the fuck am I doing? The next day was a little better on Sunday. We went over to Coney Island. We were chilling. I uh, went on the Wonder Wheel. Fucking played mini golf, which was nice. Um, I wanted to go on more rides, but they are expensive. Just the Wonder Wheel for each of us was $8, yeah, $8 for a ride. But I'm going to go back and do more there, too. I ate a fucking hot dog on the boardwalk, which was very nice, that's how you do it over there, Nathan's, Coney Island, it's a fun time, the beach is there, but there's no fucking uh, waves there, so I I don't know if I'd ever go to the beach there, because that's just like going to Long Island Sound or whatever, kind of over Jamaica Bay, I don't even know what it is there, Hudson River, I don't even know, it's all those things combined, I guess, but also while we were sitting there having the lunch on the boardwalk, like, I was looking and some phone rang, Brenda's phone rang, I mean. And I looked down and it said Dwayne is all I saw at first. I was like, what the fuck? Are you fucking cheating on me? And as I took a closer look, it said Dwayne Reed. And I was like, God damn it. What the fuck? And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Dwayne Reed. That, that's the one fucking behind your back. I was like, so you're fucking your pharmacist? <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing was uh, she got me back because later in the day we were, uh, we were at some bar somewhere sitting. This is later after we went to Coney Island and came back to Williamsburg. We were sitting at a bar, and we were looking through, like, uh, scrolling through all these old pictures that I have in my phone from the past few years. I think since we moved here, basically. And in one of them, I had, like, uh, a password, like, picture for one of the porn websites, like Bang Bros or Brazzers or Naughty America, one of those things. And that came up. And I was like, oh, shit. I was trying to skip past it. She saw it. And she was like, I mean, what the fuck? She's like, at least I saw tits. I was expecting to see penises, knowing you. Fuck. But... Imagine if it was a gay porn site. She'd be like, all right. No, she'd be like, I knew it. I knew it. That's what the fuck would go on. Last night, she did something interesting as well that I found kind of, you know, hilarious. We were just doing our usual Thursday thing, meaning a couple shots, a couple uh, laughs, a drink, I mean, a beer or two. So we're sitting there, but then we're eating the tacos, and we ran out of tortillas, and then she basically takes the meat, the taco meat, which is made of chicken and turkey meat mix. It's pretty lean. And puts it in this, like, container so she can measure the portions. And there was a little bit left, and I literally saw her take a shot of taco meat. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, is that, do they do that out down in Mexico City? You know what I mean? <coughs> and she was like, nah, I just invented it. And I was like, fuck, I'm on board. But what else is going on this week? You know. You know what's going on in those fucking hearings where it's just political theater at its finest where you have Cory Booker pretending he's Spartacus, Kamala Harris pretending she's on NCIS CSI fucking Criminal Minds all at once she's one of those character actors that bounces between each show, you know and they're grilling this dude and he seems pretty much just like a toast, regular conservative, <laughs> meaning I, I don't fuck with him but also, it's like the thing, like, they have, to, what's it called, the Senate votes on it, they did the nuclear option with Harry Reid, everybody knows the story, so, they, he's getting voted in anyway, I don't even know why we're still doing this stupid, like, you know, this one complaining, that one complaining, Linda Sarsour getting carried out screaming, and all the other uh, protesters screaming, and then the Senators fighting, and then the Republican Senators talking over him, and everyone going back and forth, it's just, it's like, it's just a total circus. But I would like to know is, like, did this happen every time they appointed a judge? Like, did it happen with Gorsuch? It was the last one that it happened with, what's her name? The Notorious RBG? Did it happen with any of them? Were these ridiculous protests going on? Or is this just new because of Trump and all that shit? I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention close enough when all those other people were sworn into the Supreme Court and went through these judicial hearings, whatever the fuck. It's all just trying to show who's going to be running, who's the new star, all that garbage, you know. It's all distractions from what anything that's actually going on that's important in the world. It's Our country's just dumb. Like, everybody is so obsessed with this fighting back and forth shit and bickering and partisan hackery that they're just caught up in the bullshit. Back and forth, everywhere, which way, Trump says this, Or no, someone says this, Trump says that on Twitter, it's just a nonstop war back and forth. Also, I noticed uh, Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan today, and that was the number one trending topic because Elon Musk smokes uh, a joint with Rogan on the show, and I'm really interested. I didn't listen to it today because I'm going to listen to it probably Monday when I'm really locked in and focused for work. So this is going to be interesting. I don't know why everyone's making such a big deal about it. They both live in California. It's recreational there. It's to the point now where it's like two guys having a beer together out there. But uh, we'll see what happens with uh, our society. One thing everybody uh, in our society is obsessed with, one way or another, either they hate it or they love it, is this fucking um, Nike-Kaepernick campaign where he says, what does it say, sacrifice everything, believe in something to sacrifice everything? believe in something even if you have to sacrifice everything and uh, you know I love it to be honest with you but not for the reasons you think the fucking memes this has created are so hilarious I'm gonna go through some of these real quick here there's one where it's Jay Cutler smoking a cigarette in his fucking uniform and it says don't care even if it means not caring about anything just do it or don't I don't care (laughs) oh god I don't know who this guy is there's one of Mellow that just says, fuck out of here, just do it. That's not even funny. The Mike, the Mike Tyson one's pretty good. It says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Just do it. I don't know how my Mike Tyson was, they're probably horrible This is my fun, this is the funniest one by far It's Floyd and it's just a bunch of random letters (laughs) Cause obviously I'm sure you guys have heard that fucking Charlemagne shit Where Floyd can't fucking read it right, here's Thanos Believe in something even if it means sacrificing half of everything It's like, is that Brolin or Thanos? I don't fucking know what else? They got Pete Carroll here. Believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. <laughs> <laughs> just run it. Oh shit. There's Nick Saban. The collar one. The funniest is the Floyd shit. It definitely huge Hugh Jackson. Believe in something even if it means losing everything. Just lose it. Nah. The Floyd shit's the funniest. I think everybody knows that. But it's just fucking crazy the world we live in now. It's like I mean, my honest opinion about it, who gives a fuck, to be honest with you? Because it's just a way to make money. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. And it's just a lot of controversy. And now the memes alone make it like, all right, I'm cool with it. I mean, I am not gonna, i wouldn't have stopped buying Nikes or burning my Nikes or cutting the fucking socks like these weirdos are doing online. But this is the world we live in, as I keep saying, and we're just going to continue down this path, down the rabbit hole to insanity. What do you think's contributing to that? Is it the nonstop plugged in society we're in now where everything's documented and then scrutinized and over scrutinized over and over again that definitely plays a part the narcissism levels are higher than ever speaking of which NFL starts uh, I started yesterday, the Eagles beat the fucking Falcons There was like a really, I didn't even watch the game I'll tell you what happened I fucking uh, put it on and it was like a lightning delay So then I was fucking around Channel surfing, doing whatever Then I put it back at like 9 o'clock And it still wasn't on yet, so I was like alright, whatever Then I was channel surfing again, I stumbled on Goodfellas Uncensored on HBO You know, it's on a lot of these other channels The uh, The fucking You know tbs or paramount or whatever amc all those and it's censored but i still watch it that's how much of a loser i am but i watched it again almost from the in its entirety from the beginning it's just such a fucking masterpiece i do have to say like uh marty out of his movies that's my favorite Uh, taxi driver is closer to my heart almost but goodfellas is just a little better it's seriously a comedy to me but yeah, the NFL starts this week. I don't really give a shit. I want to see what the Cowboys do, because <clears throat> if they're good, it's always interesting and fun and crazy. See, this is the opposite this week of when I drink Makers, because I'm drinking an even stronger coffee than I usually do from Cup at Bushwick and Montrose over there. And this shit is potent. I am fucking flying. Holy shit. Also, there's a pennant race going on with the MLB. Red Sox, 97-44. and 44. Yankees, 87-53. and 53. Uh, Indians. And let's we'll just get back to it when the fucking playoffs start. Because this weekend we also have Sean Porter versus Danny Garcia from Barclay. A lot of people are talking about this. I want Porter to win. And I think he will. You know, this is a pretty big deal in the welterweight division. I'm assuming whoever wins this is going to fight Spence. That's... That would be the idea. And Spence will beat either of them, I think, pretty easily. Also, that on that day, we're going to have Amir Khan versus Samuel Vargas from Birmingham, England. And an HBO card where it's Juan Francisco Estrada versus Felipe Orukuta. Last weekend, there was nothing. There was maybe some little shit, but I didn't even know. Last weekend, I was all over the place. Then the following weekend is the fucking Triple G and Canelo, which I watched it 24-7 on HBO, the number one of that. I think two is out already by the time this is by the time y'all are gonna hear this and I don't know why Triple G was speaking Russian on there for the first time when he was or I don't know if that's what he speaks I, I think that's what it is or it's a dialect of Russian or something but uh I don't know why that, that was the first time I ever saw him on TV speaking a uh that instead of English but I guess his English is kind of choppy sometimes so maybe they just wanted him to do that damn this coffee has gotta be like whoa And then keep hitting the L a little bit, and it's like fucking speedballing. But yeah, it's gonna be a good Saturday for boxing. I'll probably watch some MLB shit, and then Sunday is the football. And I'll probably watch a bunch of movies. I have been binging on a lot of movies. Like I just said, I watched all the Goodfellas last night. I stumbled upon this weird movie. This isn't, I'm still gonna talk about a novel I just finished and a comic book, a trade paperback I just finished too. But really quickly, I wanted to mention this little dumb movie. It's silly, it's shitty. It was called American Satan. And if you have any interest in watching this, fast forward through this part because there's I can't really get into this at all without giving a bunch of spoilers. It really reminded me of like a, well at least what they were going for was a Twilight Zone episode style thing. It's uh some kids from the suburbs of LA I think, and then some kids from England, London. They meet on YouTube. And they all play and then they become a band and they form on the Sunset Trip in L.A. And they want to become like, uh, you know, a huge band and they're kind of dark. But the first show they're about to perform at and it's supposed to be a big deal. And there's going to be like a record label owner and all that. Out of nowhere, Metallica is playing down the street at one of those surprise shows that, you know, bands that are that big are known to do. They're usually tuning up for the road or whatever. So then that night a guy that they had kept bumping into who's really weird and ominous comes to them and he's like, oh, I'll make a deal with you. You could have the best career ever. You'll have everything you want. But basically, you got to sacrifice somebody for me because I'm the devil. And they basically had to sell their soul to the devil and they'd get a huge record deal. Of course, they basically do it. But there, it was a little gray area there. (coughs) And then they become famous. But then all this violence occurs because of it. And all this crazy shit occurs the cast is good the first devil guy is played by Malcolm McDowell it's got your boy Drake Bell in it it's got Mark Boone Jr. from of course he's done many indie flicks and Sons of Anarchy I forgot his character's name on that um who else oh Bill Duke is in it Uh, Denise Richards is in it There was a bunch of other people, and I think the dude that's in it is a singer. The singer of the band that's like the star. I think he's a singer, but I don't know. Their music was shitty, but it was a fun little dumb thing that you just stumble upon Showtime Beyond at fucking 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night, and I didn't just pass out. I watched the whole thing. It was pretty compelling, honestly, but the novel that I most recently finished was... Another D&D book. I fucking burned through these things fast. And it's funny cuz this was 312 pages. Yeah, 311 pages, which normally these aren't dense though. That's why they're just fun. And this was really well written like a gothic horror. It's called it's a Ravenloft book. It's a Ravenloft world book. It's called The Enemy Within by a lady named Christie Golden, and it's from 1994 was the original publishing, I believe. Where is it? 94, yeah, TSR. Um it's fun. The whole book is really well written and it's really in like the gothic style of something like Dracula or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's really written in that style. There's a lot of political division in it. It's about a guy again, spoiler alert, if you have any intention of reading this, don't you fast forward through this part too. <clears throat> it's about a guy named Lord Heiergaard. What's his name? Tristan Heiergaard. And his best friend is the king passes away, and so then basically him and these other regents, who I guess are knights, that run their own kingdoms or whatever, they are all now running the shit and he's the lead regent, and his the king's son obviously becomes the king when the older king dies, but he's immature and he needs to be reared by all these guys. They probably wanted to rear him too, if you know what I mean. So It goes into this whole thing. The guy, Tristan Heiergaard's son, is like a political activist. He's basically a socialist is how she kind of paints him in the thing. And Tristan's a benevolent leader to some extent, but some people get exploited. And there's gypsies in it, and he gets you some beef with some gypsies, and then the daughter resents him. The daughter of a gypsy family that he fucks over resents them, and then a whole plot folds from there and it basically turns out that Tristan has a split personality a la Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde but it's like possession and it goes on a whole deep thing but I will say this there the ending there was not much catharsis it wasn't that great because it just doesn't really go anywhere it's just building up to okay now there's gonna be another book with this so the whole book was written well and it was fun but it kind of went nowhere in the end there was no truth big catharsis. But it's definitely worth the read. It's fun. It only took me two weeks to read. Which, I mean, you could, if you wanted to, you could read this in two or three days if you read like 50 to 70 pages a day. Um, Anyway, it's Ravenloft, D&D book, The Enemy Within. The comic trade paperback that I just finished recently is the DC Universe by Neil Gaiman. Now, I've talked about Neil Gaiman pretty heavily on here because of American Gods, the TV show and the book, which is both very good. The book's better than what the tv show was so far of course and he uh he also did of course sandman he wrote for dc i believe he wrote for Swan swamp thing uh this is him just doing a bunch of random stories and they throw it together just it's an anthology i would say there's some origin shit in here that's really cool where sam keith did the uh art for where they do the origin of the penguin i really enjoyed that um they do the origin of Two-Face, they do the origin of the Riddler, which is weird, and they do it like a TV show. And my favorite thing in there is the Sam Keith thing. Also, they have this one storyline where it's Superman and Green Lantern basically going through hell. One thing that was weird is they have a character like Demon in it, but it's not Demon. Phantom Stranger makes an appearance in that, and it's well done. And then Neil has a little write-up afterwards of why he did it and where it came from, because it was originally for another story, Dead Man story in here. That's really brief. One thing I did not like in here, and you know, usually I don't get too heavy critical about shit I don't like because if I don't like something, I just move on. I don't really like to sit and dwell and hate. There is I like to sit and dwell and hate on like political figures and shit like that, and how corny this society and culture is. But general things, especially from artists that I like, it's like all right, well he just didn't. It's a misfire. But there's this Metamorpho thing in here, which is an anthology inside here, and it's obviously trying to be tongue-in-cheek and funny, and it's Neil's idea of uh, you know some kind of humor. But it's just like, oh my god, it's so corny and stupid it was so annoying I couldn't really even get through that and the ending of it is a story he wrote about Batman's funeral and it goes through everybody and they do a little eulogy and the art on that is great and then the ending of that is really brilliant so as almost everything Neil Gaiman has done this DC Universe by Neil Gaiman is no different seriously check it out if you get a chance and check out if you're gonna start if you've never read neil gaiman and you're interested if you'd rather read novels because you're like older and you don't want to read comic books or whatever start with american gods then he has neverwhere i'm sorry i think it's everywhere and neverwhere i can't remember then he has the nancy boys he has got a lot of books i have like another short story anthology from him he's a brilliant writer he's just published also besides all that he published a thing of essays two years ago or a year and a half ago and I i he might have released another fiction book since then but I don't know if uh, that might have been the last thing he published but regardless check out all of Neil Gaiman's catalog especially Sandman especially American Gods those are definitely his two most famous things New York Times best selling author check out Ravenloft Enemy Within and if you feel like acting dumb one night check out American Satan it's a pretty fun ride peace y'all love y'all enjoy one more thing Once those misanthropic one videos for that interview comes up, check those out on YouTube. Peace, y'all.